Hello, everybody, and welcome to the fourth episode of the Winner's Circle podcast, where people who love sports talk sports. I'm your host, Joshua Garman. Um, so, today, today's episode has been a very delayed episode. I've just recently been lacking a ton of energy. Um, I meant to do this sometime after the NBA draft, uh, but things went a little bit um, unexpectedly. Uh, we had my sister's white coat ceremony over in Wake Forest, and I was unable to do the podcast at the time because I was hanging out with family and uh, other stuff. So um, this is going to be basically an episode that covers the NBA draft, stuff that's been going on in free agency. Uh, but first, we have the rundown. Um, and this is basically where I give you guys scoop on what's been going on in sports news lately. Um, so, the, as Kanye would say, scoop-dee-whoop, scoop-dee-doop-dee-doop, scoop-dee-poop. Yeah, that, that ridiculous line in that song, Yay versus the People, I think it was. Um, anyway, um, for the rundown, starting with NFL, we have Hall of Fame member and former Charger, go Chargers, Ladanian Tomlinson, he uh, made a statement recently saying that he thinks Antonio Gates wants to play only for L.A., for the Chargers. Um, honestly, I do not disagree with this statement, considering he's been um, so loyal to the Chargers. He hasn't switched teams in his whole career. Um, if he did now, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, he has definitely proven himself as a valuable tight end, one of the best tight ends the NFL has ever seen, um, as compared to some people like Tony Gonzalez and uh, Shannon Sharp, uh, others that I can't think of right now. Um, but I honestly only see him in a Chargers jersey, and I think he's going to retire a Charger. Um, if he goes somewhere else, great. Um, good for him. I totally support him in that. Um, I'd be sad that we'd be losing him because he's such a great player. Um, but, you know, he's got to do what's best for his career. And if it's best for him to move on and go to another team, then so be it. We shouldn't stop him. Um, so moving on to that, Patrick Peterson, who is the cornerback for the Arizona Cardinals, explained that the Cardinals' first-round draft pick, Josh Rosen's pocket presence, apparently is off the charts. Um, Patrick Peterson is a very well-respected corner in the game of football. Um, and Rosen from UCLA, from what I've seen of his highlights, seems like a very talented individual. He went high in the draft, um, at least for the first round. Um first round is higher considering there's seven rounds in the NFL draft compared to the only two in the NBA. Um, but the fact that he's saying his pocket presence is off the charts, um, Peterson is an intelligent cornerback um, defensive player, so the fact that he's noticing this in Josh Rosen gives me a lot of confidence for um, Rosen being a starting quarterback in the future for the Arizona Cardinals franchise. Um, I think that he'll definitely be a good replacement 
for Carson Palmer. Um, and, you know, I'm excited to see where their team goes from here. Uh, with him, with Adrian Peterson, um, I'm not sure how things are going because I haven't watched a lot of Arizona Cardinals football uh, lately. Um, you got Larry Fitzgerald still there. Um, I don't know when he's going to retire, but I think it might be soon. Um, but moving on to the MLB, uh, we got Houston Astros catcher Brian McCann. Apparently he's going to have knee surgery, um, and he's going to be out for about four to six weeks. Um, and this kind of sucks. It's sucky news because Brian McCann's a really good catcher. Um, you know, when he was playing for the Braves, he was all-star, all-star caliber. Um, I haven't been watching a lot of baseball recently, so I can't attest to what his talents are like right now. Um, but if he's anything like he was in, uh, Atlanta, it's a huge loss for the Astros. The Astros going to the World Series, um, you know, so, and I think they won the World Series, if I'm not wrong, um, but for four to six weeks, that's a huge loss, and just like Evan Longoria from the San Francisco Giants when I was reporting that earlier, um, in more light news, the New York Yankees signed Luis Severino, Rafael Severino's younger brother. Welcome to the club. Now you guys have both brothers in your team. Um, the Yankees being my favorite baseball team, I'm really excited about this. Um, and yeah, um, man, that that loss to Boston after the win the night before, that was crazy. I was watching that. I was in a Mexican place uh, called Senor Bravo. Highly recommend if you're in Winston-Salem to go there. Um, and basically the game was on, so I was watching it and we were just getting our butts handed to us. It was like six, nothing. And then I get to the hotel, it's 11, nothing. And then thankfully the LA, LA Dodgers alumni game was on another channel. So I just decided, Hey, let's watch that instead. And I actually noticed Steve Garvey. I was really proud because the only other thing I've seen him from is um, George Lopez when he was a bobblehead. That was a pretty good episode. I liked that. Um, moving on to NHL news, we have Alexander Ovechkin. Apparently, he's going to uh, bring the um, Stanley Cup to the quarterfinal match versus Russia. Uh, versus Russia and Croatia in the World Cup. Um, obviously, the Stanley Cup is held in high regard in the hockey, um, in the sport of hockey, being the main prize for the NHL. Um, and likewise, the World Cup in the sport of international soccer. So should be very special. I'm not sure of his nationality. I think he might be Russian. Um, honestly, I'm rooting for Croatia to win that. But it would be cool if Russia won too because they're hosting the World Cup right now. So, you know, I think the main reason they're winning all of these games, or at least tying them, um, is the reason why they're in 
like they've gotten so far is because like that national pride has just kicked in and you know it's like we want our team to win so bad you know so it's cool that Russia is making it this far we weren't expecting them to make it out of the first um even past the round of 16 so it's really cool that they're in it um so finally we're gonna move on to soccer um Argentina legend Diego Maradona he offered to coach the men's national team for free. Um, and that, I mean, obviously it could have been a joke. Um, he was obviously very upset at how his national team was performing. Um, especially being kicked out so early with that being such a talented team with Messi and a couple of others. Um, you know... Like, I, I wouldn't be surprised if it's a serious offer either. It would be great if Maradona coached the Argentina national team. Um, I, th I think soccer fans from Ar Argentina and all around the world would love that, you know? Um, so we're going to move on to another article from ESPN, which basically said that there's a, there was a German fan that was that had Russian descent uh, basically, he was found with an AK-47, which he used to celebrate Russia's upset over Spain. Um, and this is a violation of, I'm probably going to butcher this name, gonna be, but I'm going to try it anyway. Kriegwaffen-Kontrollgesetz, or the War Weapons Control Act. So, I mean, obviously the U.S. has cracked down on weapons in their sporting events and so should Russia um, all of these events that are happening around the world with like what happened in Manchester um, and what's been happening like pretty much frequently in the US um, you know if you're not careful it's gonna happen in other places too um, so I, I think we need stronger background checks. I'm not saying that we should eliminate guns. I'm for gun rights as long as they're being used properly, as long as people are going through the right checks and, uh, and balances in order to get what they need, the proper, proper licensing. Um, but to keep things from getting too political, now we're going to move on to uh, my NBA draft review and grades for the draftees this year. So, the NBA draft was about two weeks ago. It was on June 21st. I tuned in. Um, I don't have ESPN as a channel, so I had to watch literally play-by-play -play, um, of just what was happening on their app. Um, so, now... I, I thought it was a very interesting draft. I was very um, entertained and excited by all of the talent that's in it. There is a lot. I was also surprised at some of the people who didn't get picked. So when talking about the winners of this year's draft, I have the um, Chicago Bulls um, being one of the best teams in this year's draft. Charlotte Hornets, surprisingly enough, had a good draft. Um, the Dallas Mavericks were also very good, and so were the Phoenix Suns. And we're going to get to my reasonings behind all of these 
as I go through the picks. As for decent draft turnouts, I think the Sacramento Kings had a a fair draft. Minnesota, the Timberwolves, um, the Detroit Pistons also had a fair draft. The L.A. Clippers, and then the Los Angeles Lakers, which I think I might just move up to have a good draft. Not necessarily a great draft like the winners that I announced before. Um, however, you know, they didn't have a bad draft either. Um, now moving on to the losers of this year's NBA draft. Unfortunately, Knicks fans, you guys lost. Um, the Brooklyn Nets, like, what were you thinking? Um, Denver Nuggets, because, you know, we're, we're going to get into it. And then Portland. Uh, it sucks to say Portland because I really love Portland. It also kind of hurts to say the Knicks because recently I've been liking them. And, like, I know they have a reputation to be terrible, but I think with Porzingis and everything, they're starting to get good, at least a little bit. Um, and then for a category which I call One Pick Wonders, and for these, I picked the Milwaukee Bucks and also the Houston Rockets. So we're going to go through this draft. Um, I'm going to have explanations for my grades for the first 14 in the draft lottery, and then from then on out, I'm really just going to be giving grades, and then sort of like my own freehand rationales for why I think these players are good. It's not going to be for all of them, but because that would just take too long. Um, but I'm going to go through the first 14 and also give some of my favorite picks of the night, um, you know, and just why I think these are good picks, why I think the picks that weren't so great were bad picks. Um, and then, yeah, we're just going to move on from there and then move on to free agency. So, yeah, stick with me. Um, so, first off, uh, with the number one pick, we have DeAndre Aiden, center out of Arizona. Uh, I, I really think the Phoenix Suns were trolling us as fans. Everybody was going, oh, Doncic is going to be number one because they got his coach. Um, and, you know, if they got his coach, it must mean they're drafting him. And they changed uh, their Twitter account because it has the accent marks over certain letters in the name uh, for the Phoenix Suns. Um, and I, honestly, I thought this was the correct pick for them. I thought that Doncic was a little bit more risky. I think DeAndre Aiden, you're going to get a player right out of the gate who's going to be able to do some cool stuff with the Phoenix Suns. Um, I, I think I compared him to Chris Bosh in terms of his potential um, when doing my draft analysis for the third. Was it the third or the second episode? I had two episodes on the NBA draft. I think it was the second episode. Um, so basically what I like about DeAndre is like his, his size is good. He can play in the post, he can be dangerous in there, um, he has the ability to develop into a solid defender, I still think there's some room for growth in that area, I think he has a good mid-range shot, um, and I think he's going to be a player that's really going to be able to 
you know, uses size to his advantage. Um, he, he has a lot of athleticism for a man of his size. Um, so I see that working to his advantage. Um, and like, I'm just really excited to see what he's going to do. I really hope he helps revitalize that franchise, bring it back to the days of Amari Stoudemire and Steve Nash and Sean Marion and, you know, back when they had Boris Diaw and Grant Hill. Um, so yeah, moving on to the second pick in the NBA draft, the Sacramento Kings pick Marvin Bagley, forward out of Duke. Uh, oh, I forgot to give my grade for um, the Phoenix Suns. I, I gave him an A-. minus. I gave Aiden an A-, minus, uh, mainly because just like, he is definitely a great player, um, and he's going to make an impact immediately when he gets on the floor for the Suns. Um, it's just the minus is because he might need a little bit more development. Um, you know, obviously every NBA draft player is going to need more development. That's why they're joining the league. You know, they join, they get better as a player, and they become professionals. They become stars, you know. So moving on to the second pick in the NBA draft, the Sacramento Kings select Marvin Bagley III, forward out of Duke. Um, I gave him an A-. minus. Why I think this is an A-minus pick for the Sacramento Kings, uh, I think he has a lot of potential to offer the Sacramento Kings. He's an excellent ball handler for a player of his size and a, and a good passer, too. Um, he's talented at making people miss in the paint, and he has a great mid-range shot. Not the most apt defender, uh, but with time he can learn to be a solid player on defense. Um, and I think when you have talented guards, um, you have De'Aaron Fox, um, and you have a couple of other players too, um, you're going to be able to be more versatile if you get a forward um, because guards are really easy to find. It's a lot harder to find talented big men to fill up your roster. Um, so moving on to number three, the Atlanta Hawks select Luka Doncic uh, from Real Madrid. Um, and obviously as the night progressed, he got traded. Before the trade, I thought this was an A pick. After the trade, I thought it was a B minus. Um, I think this because I believe before trading Luka Doncic, it was an excellent pick for the Atlanta Hawks. They were desperately needing to draft a scorer, and at 19 years of age and playing at 6'9", for one of the most talented teams in Europe, Doncic could have breathed life into this organization. Uh, he had a good shoot, good shot from the perimeter, and showed a lot of talent on offense. I think after trading him to the Mavericks, uh, I think the Atlanta Hawks took a step backwards, um, getting a point guard who has huge bust potential, according to many. Um, I think Luca has an excellent, he's an excellent scorer, but doesn't really know how to control the tempo of a game. He has, he has good passing ability, um, but I don't think it's anything spectacular. And he needs to learn to pass more because cause he gets himself into a lot of double teams. Um, and that could be very dangerous for a team, uh, especially with steals and blocks. Um, you know, 
you don't want your turnover ratio to go through the roof just to get a score. Um, I guess their general manager for the Atlanta Hawks has hopes of doing an extensive rebuild um, because they got first round protected lottery a uh, first round protected lottery pick in the next year's draft. Um, but like I think trading away Doncic was a mistake, which is why I had to move it to B minus pick after um, after they traded for who they traded for, which we'll get on to that later. Um, moving on to number four, Jaron Jackson Jr., forward out of Michigan State. I gave this one an A. I can't praise this move enough by the Memphis Grizzlies. I think they took one of the most athletic big men in the entire draft. I think I, I even argued during one of the episodes that he was going, he was arguably the most athletic in this entire draft. Um, not only is he great on offense, but Jaron Jackson Jr. also offers the added bonus of being a solid defender who's able to block shots and get rebounds. Um, given that they stay, Mark Gasol and Mike Conley uh, paired up with Jaron Jackson Jr. makes a team that started off well in the beginning of the 2017 NBA, 2017-18 NBA season, uh, one that will win games further into the regular season if they put the right pieces around it. Obviously, um, there's a story that we'll get onto later, um, but I guess I'll talk about it now. Tyreek Evans leaving uh, to play with the Indiana Pacers. Um, they're going to have to find another shooting guard. Um, but, you know, Jackson uh, is a great player. I loved what I saw of him at Michigan State. And I think he's going to be solid, especially after seeing what I've seen of him in Summer League, which we're going to talk about later. Um, I, I just really have a lot of hope for the Grizzlies organization. I don't think they're going to be playoff ready for a little while, uh, but given time, they could develop into something great. And then moving on to the number five pick, the Dallas Mavericks selected Trey Young, guard out of Oklahoma, um, and then he was traded to the Atlanta Hawks. I think before this trade, it was a B pick. After the trade, I gave it an A um, because this pick, honestly, at first, it didn't make any sense to me. You have Dennis Smith Jr. at point guard, and there was no way I could envision Trey Young going to the Dallas Mavericks. I guess if you have him at point and then have Dennis Smith playing shooting guard, um, but from what I've heard, Dennis Smith Jr. isn't even that great of a shooter, um, and maybe that's what Dallas wanted. They wanted someone who they could get that who they know was a dependable shooter. Um, uh, however, once the news was broken that the Hawks would trade down for Trey Young to get some future draft picks, I thought it turned out to be a good decision by the Dallas Mavericks. Um, I think despite the fact um, that I feel Trey Young could have been picked lower by the Hawks, um, that trading for Luka was a good move by the Mavs. Um, he, he was a top three lottery pick. With a lot of potential, I think Trey has a lot of room to be a bust. He does have a lot of potential as well. Um, however, he's been comparing himself to Steph Curry. I definitely don't see that in him. Um, I, I'm sorry, Trey. I don't mean to be offensive. Prove me wrong. Okay? Um, and this is not to say that Luka might not also be a bust, but I think he's more of a dependable player in this draft. 
Um, so moving on to number six, the Orlando Magic selected Mo Bamba, center out of Texas. I gave this pick a B minus. I don't think this was a wise pick by the Orlando Magic. I think that the Magic GM probably made this pick after witnessing the legacy that Dwight Howard was able to bring to the organization. I think it was an okay selection. However, it was a very risky decision. Uh, Mo Bamba has a lot of potential to be great in the NBA. With a 7'10 wingspan, he was easily the largest player in this year's draft class. He had a decent three-point shot when in college. If he develops it in the NBA, he might be able to stretch the floor by adding another threat from the three-point line. Um, his size alone makes him a defensive threat, and he doesn't have to work as hard to block shots or make steals. Uh, he should learn to be more aggressive in the post and work. He definitely needs to work on his shot mechanics. I was watching a video on it, and his mechanics are not great. He has a really broken shot. Um, however, he has a lot to offer, and I think he's a humble guy. I think um, uh, once he gets in the NBA, he's definitely going to learn what it's going to be like. I think if you had to pick between Mo Bamba and Trey Young, um, I they're both risky picks, but I probably would have picked Trey Young. Um, however, I think Orlando was really forced to make a tricky pick in this draft anyway. Um, they have to do something risky because at this point, their formula, it's not working. Um, you have Aaron Gordon, um, I, Sheldon Mack, um, no disrespect to Sheldon Mack, he had a great career at Butler, um, I, I need to see more, you know, um, but Orlando, we'll, we'll see how things go, I, I'm really, I really hope that Mo Bamba proves me wrong and, um, shows that he can be a star in Orlando. It would be really exciting for me because I'm a Florida boy myself. Uh, Florida man, not Florida boy. Um, but anyway, moving on. Uh, at number seven, the Chicago Bulls selected Wendell Carter Jr., center out of Duke. Um, I gave this grade an A. I think this was, I, I believe it was a fantastic move for the Chicago Bulls um, as they're a developing young team. Uh, you got Wendell Carter. He has a very large frame. It's conducive to playing hard in the post and being a rim protector. I think when you combine him with Chris Dunn, Denzel Valentine, and Laurie Markinen, the Bulls stand a chance of making a name for themselves in the East. Obviously, they're one of the most recognizable franchises ever. It's just they're not playing like it recently. Um... May not be in the playoffs immediately, but given a couple of years, they could be back in the playoffs in no time. Um, for the number eight pick, the Cleveland Cavaliers select Colin Sexton, guard out of Alabama. Uh, excuse me, Alabama. Um, I gave this a uh, B. Uh, when considering this pick, I don't think it was the wisest decision by the Cavs front office. Then again, the Cavs front office hasn't been very good for a while now. Um, after losing the finals, fans were sure that LeBron was going to leave the land to go to a better team after the 17-18 season concluded. This turned out to be true. He ended up signing with the Los Angeles Lakers. As much as I think the other members of the team get too much flack, they severely underperformed 
last season. I think it was partly due to LeBron's lack of leadership ability, especially after how he melted down in Game 1. Yes, I understand that J.R. Smith not knowing the time on the clock was a huge mistake, um, but a better leader would have responded differently in that situation. Um, the team does have to play smarter basketball. Um, if J.R., Kevin Love, and Tristan Thompson can make a return to form, it may be a very solid basketball team when adding Colin Sexton. I, I see a lot of potential in the guy. I thought he was going to go later in the draft. Honestly, I thought he was going to be selected by the Clippers. Um, but, um, what was I going to say? He's a very explosive player. He knows how to get to the rim. Uh, he doesn't really know how to um, control tempo. I, I think he's very much just one of these guys that likes to go in and get the shot in the paint, which is good because I think that's a very, um, in this era of the NBA, it's a very outdated um, way. Not many players are willing to go all the way to the rim. A lot of them are just taking threes and seeing where that goes from there. And I get it. It's a guard-driven league. It's a very shooting-oriented you know, that's the name of the game. you got to put in the ball in the bucket. Um, however, you know, you got to start taking twos at some point. You know, you got to get those layups. They're easy points if you get them in. Um, whereas threes can be a little bit harder. You know, you got to gauge. You got to get the right aim on it. You got to put enough force behind it, get it into the basket. Um, so... But yeah, I, I see Colin Sexton as being not a fantastic pick by um, the Cavaliers, but not a horrible one either, you know? So um, I, I think if he can get some more people around him, um, which I'm not sure how that's going to happen, but if he can get a few more pieces together, because the way these guys were performing was not good, um, I, I think they can be a lot better of a team, you know, it's going to take them a little while to get back into the finals, I think definitely they have a lot of room for growth, um, I don't think the chemistry is all there, but the Cavs, you know, get, get a few more guys, and then maybe you'll have a chance, maybe LeBron leaving is actually a good thing, it might boost their morale. Um, and I know I'm in the minority with that, but it's just my opinion. Uh, moving on to the number nine pick, we have the New York Knicks selecting Kevin Knox, forward out of Kentucky. I gave this um, a B-. minus. I think when drafting a small forward, there are definitely a lot more athletic players in this draft. Um, I think my ideal pick for the New York Knicks was Miles Bridges. Excuse me, let me give my rationale for that. I think Miles Bridges was a great pick um, for the Knicks because he knows he, he knows how to get a solid perimeter shot. He is able to defend. He has decent inside game as well. Um, whereas Kevin Knox, he's less athletic. You know, he can shoot from the perimeter. I'm not exactly sure what he's going to offer on defense. He might be a good defender. I haven't watched enough, to be honest, of his game tape. I've watched a lot of these other 
guys way more than I've watched him. Um, and, you know, so I, I think that the Knicks, they got a good player, but I didn't think they got a great player. I think they could have done way better. That there were more talented guys at this position in the draft that could have gone earlier. Um, so that's just my rationale. I hope the Knicks do well. I watched the interview with Hot 97 that Kevin Knox did. He seemed like a very down-to-earth guy. Um, so I'm excited to see what he does. You know, Let's see if he does well. Um, so for the Philadelphia 76ers, they selected Mikhail Bridges, guard out of Villanova, which was eventually traded to the Phoenix Suns. I think before this trade, it would have been an A pick. After the trade, it turned into an A-. minus. Um, I think that Bridges is going to have a bright future wherever he goes. He's one of, one of the most talented selections in this year's draft. Definitely a great perimeter shooter, and I believe with some work, he has a lot uh, to offer in terms of playmaking potential. Um, I compared him to Eric Gordon out of the Houston Rockets. Um, also, back in his prime J.R. Smith, um, and, like, just what I saw of him was incredible. Uh, I thought that was a selection that the Philadelphia 76ers should have stayed with. Um, I think it was a great addition to the Phoenix Suns roster, though, and I think their trade, actually, what they ended up doing was also a very good decision you know so like neither team really lost in this trade I just think out of the two Mikhail Bridges was the better player um so moving on to number 11 the Charlotte Hornets select Shea Gilgis Alexander guard out of Kentucky um who was traded to the Clippers before this trade I thought it was a B plus after the trade um uh, is an A to be fair this pick does make a lot of sense by Charlotte However, you flip it. The Hornets definitely were in need of some more talent on their roster, particularly at the guard position. I mean, you have Kemba Walker, you have Malik Monk, um, but you also have Michael Carter-Williams, who has like just severely tanked in his career. No disrespect, it's just the truth. Um, Kemba is an excellent point guard. However, it's unclear how long he's going to stay with the Charlotte Hornets, especially when they're failing. They're not winning games like they're supposed to. Um, he could go to a bigger market or a team that wins more frequently. Uh, Shago just Alexander is very athletic, and he knows how to attack the basket. He also has a fair perimeter shot. I think he might need to work on it. I need to watch more game tape of him, honestly. Um, I think if he was... Re if replacing Kemba was the goal or having someone to train under his tutelage, this pick would have made a lot of sense. Um, he could also play the shooting guard position. However, in my opinion, he's kind of undersized. Um, however, the Hornets traded the pick away, and that wasn't necessarily a bad decision considering the payoff was Miles Bridges. Um, Bridges gives the team more depth by filling in the small forward position. Um, Batum could potentially switch to guard. However, I've heard that Malik Monk is actually proving to be a very valuable player, so he might not move to guard. Maybe uh, Bridges plays small forward, Batum moves to power forward. Um, so that could happen. If Kemba stays, um, I don't think he's going to very much longer. They could have a good starting lineup. They had with Bridges, uh, with Kemba, Bridges, Batum, 
Kaminsky. Um, definitely a lot of room to grow as a team, but you know they they might start winning more games if Bridges delivers. Um, and then obviously the number twelve pick was Miles Bridges from Michigan State, um, which ended up being traded. I've already spoken about Miles Bridges. Um, solid perimeter shot, good inside game, gets stuff done on defense. I think trading him away was a big mistake by the LA Clippers because I think that was like a really ideal pick for their team. If they were to get a forward, he was one of the best in the draft. Um, and it could have helped the team rebuild because they're in desperate need of a rebuild, honestly. They lost Chris Paul, Blake Griffin, and they're at risk of losing DeAndre Jordan this year in free agency. Um, I feel like I'm starting to lose my voice. I'm very sorry, guys. Um, so we're going to move through this a little bit quicker. Um, the LA Clippers, with the number 13 pick in the draft, select jo Jerome Robinson, guard out of Boston College. I gave this pick an A-. As far as draft picks go, this one was a surprise. However, it, it's not a terrible one. Uh, Robinson was pegged to get drafted in the latter portion of the first round on most big boards. He has a lot of ability to be a playmaker, and I think he can control the tempo of the game. He has proven to be a good perimeter shooter from what I've seen of his footage, and he also shows a fair amount of athleticism. Uh, the only reason why I picked this, uh, give this pick a minus, is because I think he could have been taken later if the, if the Clippers played their cards right. He could have gotten selected later in the draft. Um... Our final lottery pick, and my final pick with a rationale, is Michael Porter Jr., forward out of Missouri. I gave this grade a C plus, and this is not in a way to just hate on Michael Porter Jr. It's just what I see. Um, I, I said it could possibly be a make or break in this draft, that he was one of the purest shooters in this year's draft and has a lot of offensive potential. Um... If, if you've seen any game tape on that, you would know it. Um, however, he was plagued with a back injury that decreased his stock in the draft as most teams passed him up uh, with suspicion that he might not remain healthy. On a positive note, the Nuggets drafted a small forward that, if he can be active, would be a decent addition to the team with Jamal Murray and Nikola Jokic. Um, so now we're just moving on in. To the draft, and I'm probably only going to do this first round because I'm losing my voice. Um, the Washington Wizards selected Troy Brown, guard out of Oregon. I gave this pick a B plus. Um, I, I think he was one of the more underrated players in this year's draft. Um, at first, I was even underrating him and putting him low, probably 20s in the first round, maybe. I, I think I even had him going early in the second round. Um, but, like, he can shoot. I, I need to watch more game tape on him. Um, but B-plus, because, like, I, I think the Washington Wizards made a good pick. I think that he's going to be a guy who can contribute to their team pretty quickly. And you have John Wall and Kelly Oubre Jr., who can also play with him. He got Bradley Beal, who's a good shooter. Um, so, just, like, I, th I think that team's going to get better with this pick. I don't think it's going to get worse. 
Um, moving on to number 16, and I really love this pick, Zaire Smith uh, out of Texas Tech, selected by the Phoenix Suns, trapped, traded to the Philadelphia 76ers. Uh, before this trade, it was a B plus. After the trade, it was an A. I honestly didn't really see Zaire Smith in a Suns uniform. I did, however, have him going to the 76ers, I believe, in my mock draft. Um, he's a guy who's an aggressive rebounder. He, um, you know, he's, like, just a really solid defender. Um, Rajon Rondo-type sort of guy. Um, definitely aggressive in the paint. Gets to the rim. He's a playmaker. You know, so I think with the 76ers, I think it was a better pick. You know, you could insert him. He could play forward if you wanted him to. Um, you got, let me see, J.J. Redick came back. So, it would be Ben Simmons, J.J. Redick, uh, who do you have? Covington right now, um, Power Forward, I'm not sure, and then Embiid, um, and I think maybe you move Covington up to Power Forward, put um, Zaire Smith in that small forward position if he's able to prove himself as a starter. I think you guys have, like, a really solid starting five right there. Um, Mikhail Bridges, he would have had to come off the bench. I, I don't think he would have been a starter, unfortunately. Um, but, you know, that's just the lay, lay of the land. I think it worked out for both parties. Um, Suns got a shooter with Mikhail Bridges, and the 76ers got... Uh, like, all-around player in Zaire Smith. Um, moving on to the number 17 pick, I was so happy for this one because I had Dante going lower, but Dante DiVincenzo, guard out of Villanova, B-plus, was my grade for this pick. Um, I, I think he is a guy with a lot of potential, and he was a very talented guy from what I saw of his game tape. Um, not to say that any of these guys aren't talented, because, you know, there are plenty. Like, there's a reason they're getting drafted, and it's because they're good. Um, but Dante, you know, great perimeter shooter, solid defender. I think, I'm not sure about his mid-range game, um, but he's very good at getting into the paint. And he's aggressive, too, like, which is a solid bonus to that. Also loved this pick, San Antonio Spurs at the number 18 pick, select Lonnie Walker, the fourth guard out of Miami. I watched his um, draft after the NBA Combine. Uh, was it the Combine? Yeah, it was the Combine or, or the pre-draft workout. I don't know. Um, but, like, he just seemed like a really humble guy. Um after going back, he was one of the players that I sort of slept on at first, and then I watched a lot of game tape, and he proved to be one of these guys that was a solid guy all around, um, that I think can just boost the franchise, and, you know, like, he might not be a starter at first, although I really like him too, considering Manu Ginobili is getting up there in age. And they move um, Danny Green to the small forward position. Um, 
I, I just think he's going to be a star, you know. And I, I don't say that lightly either. I think he's going to be good. He's going to be pretty good. Um, moving on, the Atlanta Hawks select Kevin Herter, guard out of Maryland. Gave that a B plus. He's sort of like a Kyle Korver analog, which is like, I think is why they drafted him. Um, you know, I see a lot of leadership potential in him. Decent perimeter shot. Need to watch more game tape. Um, which I could say about a lot of these guys. I didn't watch the... I, I gotta be clear. I did not watch the NCAA March Madness uh, this year. I normally do. Uh, I didn't tune in for it very long this year. Um, I was more interested in the World Cup, honestly. Um, moving on to number 20, we got Josh Kogi out of Georgia Tech. I gave this a B. Um, I think he could have been drafted way later in the draft. Um, he is projected to be a second-round pick or late first-round. Um, and I think there were prospects on this draft board that were that were a lot higher. Um, not a bad pick because he's a really athletic guy. Um, and I think he's going to be able to produce. But I didn't think it was a fantastic one either. Um, this is another pick that I really like, and that's Grayson Allen. Uh guard out of Duke to the Utah Jazz with the number 21 pick in the draft. Um, people have been saying he's had attitude problems on the court. Um, and, you know, that may be the case. Um, what I saw of his interview after the pre-draft workout, um, what I've seen of him interacting with fans seems to be a little bit different from what I've been hearing. Um, uh, I think you could start him at point guard at some point. Maybe not right now. Uh, you got Ricky Rubio starting at point guard, which would be a good guy to trade under. I think he's going to um, get some wor worthwhile experience out of that, especially considering how he's developed since he's been away from Minnesota. I think he's a way better player now in Utah than he was in Minnesota. Um, to some, that might be blasphemy, but... Uh, just how I feel. Um, and then, what else? Grayson Allen, he rises up to to dunk. Like, he's really small, but he packs a punch. Uh, he also has a good perimeter shot, great passing ability. Um, I, I see a lot of potential pairing him up with Donovan Mitchell. You got Rudy Gobert in there. Utah's going to be back, and they might have a playoff run. Um, so, I'm putting that out there. Hot take. Uh, number 22, the Chicago Bulls select Chandler Hutchison forward out of Boise State. I gave this grade an A+. This is my only A-plus pick in the draft. I just thought that this was such a good move. I had him going to Utah. I thought he was going to fill the three position playing for Jay Crowder. Um, have Jay Crowder come on as a backup. Um, however, you know, like, maybe it's just because how much I, I like this pick that I gave it an A+. I think Chandler Hutchison in Chicago, like, just makes sense. You know, they need a forward. They need somebody who can put up solid minutes. He's an explosive player. He knows how to shoot from the perimeter. 
Um, and, and I know I keep saying perimeter shooting, but it's a necessity in this league at this point. This is the way that these guys play. Um, and, you know, I'm just excited to see it with him, Laurie Markkinen, Wendell Carter. You know, I, I'm going to be... If there's a game on with Bulls basketball, I'm going to probably be tuned in. Um, next is Aaron Holiday, guard out of UCLA. I give this pick a B plus. I think in terms of his potential, he was very much like Gilbert Arenas. I had him going earlier in this draft, number 18, to the San Antonio Spurs. And honestly, I'm not mad with this pick, especially when you compare him up with Victor Oladipo. They were desperately needing a point guard. Um, the fact that he didn't go earlier kind of surprised me. Um, but, you know, he, from a lot of sources, it seemed like he was going to be a sleeper. Um, he was more of a sleeper than I anticipated. Um, good pick by the Indiana Pacers. Uh, moving on, Portland Trail Blazers, Anthony Simons, guard out of IMG Academy High School. Give us a B minus, maybe a C. Um, Honestly, I think this is one of those picks that it's either going to be really good or really bad. Um, so I give it a B- minus or a C. Um, he's obviously a good shooter. He's very explosive. He's also very young and he's going to have to adjust his, to this league a lot. Um, honestly, I don't see why they needed another guard when they had Damian Lillard and they have CJ McCollum. Um, Evan, Dur Evan Turner is highly underrated. Um, and then, you know, like, I, I think they could have drafted a forward, they could have drafted a center, well, no, they don't need a center, they need, they have Yusuf Nurkic right now, which is doing well, um, but anyway, uh, next we have Los Angeles Lakers taking Mo Wagner at number 25, forward out of Michigan State, I gave this one a B, I don't think it's a bad pick, um, I, I think it was a solid, you know, selection. I didn't hate it. When I saw it, I was like, you know, good for them. Um, Mo, not the most aggressive player in the world. Uh, solid rebounder. Solid getting to the rim. Um, I think with his size, he's a little undersized to play center. He might be able to play power forward. Um, but, yeah. So, solid B. Uh, moving on to the Philadelphia 76ers, Landry Shamet, guard out of Wichita State. Honestly, I'm not even going to comment on his pick because I don't know much about him. I gave it a B-. minus. I didn't hate it. I didn't love it either. Um, I, I thought it could have been early second round, mid-second round. Um, I didn't see him going that early, and I don't think a lot of big boards did either. Um... Moving on to number 27, the Boston Celtics select Robert Williams, forward center out of Texas A&M, B+. I thought this was a good pick. Uh, I thought that it was a position that they did need a lot. Um, the Celtics have a really well-balanced team. They have Kyrie, Jason Tatum, uh, you got Jalen and Terry Rozier, and you got um, Al Horford. No, they're my favorite team. I mean, obviously, you can tell. Um, and I think Robert Williams is good in the post. I think he's going to be aggressive. I think that 
he can probably offer a lot on defense. Um, I just need to see more. And I think that there was somebody else later in here that was just more of an ideal pick for me. Um, and we'll get to that later. Um, so number 28, the Golden State Warriors select Jacob Evans, forward out of Cincinnati. Uh, I gave this grade a B. Um, what I saw of this footage impressed me. Uh, I think he's going to be a solid player, but I, I just don't see him coming off the bench. Well, what, excuse me, let me correct myself. I do see him coming off the bench. What I don't see him is starting anytime soon. Um, and that's a shame because he could have helped an organization a lot more than what he's going to do with Golden State. Um, then again, they like their role players. They like Nick Young. They like Jordan Bell, Kevon Looney. So that's just another piece to the puzzle. Um, the Brooklyn Nets, with the 29th pick in the draft, select Zan and Musa, forward out of Bosnia-Herzegovina. Uh, I gave this a B-. Not the most athletic player in the world. Uh, shoots the ball really well. Uh, that's to be expected of a European player. That's sort of like their calling card. Um, I just feel like they could have gotten a way better player at the 29th pick. There were a lot of people still on the board that had a lot of potential. No hate to Zanin Musa. I was actually a fan when I was watching his game tape. Um, I hope he does well. Uh, number 30, and this is the pick that I wanted to go to Boston uh, but it went to Atlanta, and that's Omari Spellman, center out of Villanova. Um, I give this pick a B. It's not a bad pick by the Hawks, uh, but it's definitely not something to get excited about. You know, um, you got John Collins there. Omari Spellman, he's a center. You know, he's probably going to play backup. Um, I, I just feel like he could have been used a little bit differently with another team. Um, I think Omari probably could have provided a solid guy to take the place of Al Horford if he were to retire in a few years because he's getting up there in eight. Um, but, you know, it is what it is. So, yeah, my voice is giving out, so I'm not going to do the second round, um, but I'll go ahead and give some of my favorite picks from the second round. Jalen Brunson to the Dallas Mavericks. Uh, I thought that was a great pick for them. Um, who else had a good one? 76, well, this is why I said Detroit was um, had a decent draft. They got Kyrie Thomas um, after trading with the 76ers. Um, I thought that he would have, Kyrie would have fit really well with the 76ers, um, but Detroit could use Kyrie a lot, so I think that was a good acquisition by them. Also, Bruce Brown Jr. That's why I said they had a decent draft. I, I, I didn't think it was like anything fantastic, but, you know, they did well. Uh, the Houston Rockets, selecting D'Anthony Melton, that was good. Um... I compared him to Harden, which is kind of funny considering, uh, you know, he's on a team with Harden now, so now he can train under Harden. He has good defensive ability. Um, 
he obviously can shoot, you know, so I think he's going to be a great player uh, in Houston. Uh, you got Sviatoslav Mikhailuk out of Kansas going to the Lakers. Kayad Bates-Diop going to the Timberwolves. I thought those were both good. And then from there, I think the rest of the draft. Uh, yeah, Ray Spalding going to the Denver Nuggets. That was also a great one. And the fact that Kostas Antetokounmpo went 60. He was the last pick in the draft. And he's Giannis's brother. Like, that that was crazy to me. That was definitely a surprise. I was so happy when that happened. I was like, how is no one drafting Kostas? Um, and the fact that the 76ers got him, man, they, they wrapped it up. They had a good draft, even though they traded some of their picks away. Um, so we're going to move on to free agency signings, and I'm signing some rumors, and I'm going to make try and make this quick, because, like, I think at any moment my voice could just die. Um, so the biggest news, we got LeBron James going to L.A., uh, he signs a four-year, $154 million contract with the Los Angeles Lakers. Definitely going to improve that team a lot. Um, you know, maybe he could bring a little bit more maturity to the team with the whole Lonzo and Kuzma situation. Um, maybe they're looking to unload a few of those players. Um, they also signed Rajon Rondo um, after he left the Pelicans. Uh, we got Paul George surprisingly deciding to stay with the Oklahoma City Thunder. I thought he would have been a great fit for Houston. Um, have Chris Paul and then James Harden, Paul George. I mean, that trio right there. Just, um, but he decides to stay in OKC with Russ. They offered him like $200 million, so I can see why. Um, and then, after meeting with the L.A. Lakers, Tyreek Evans instead decided to go with the Indiana Pacers. Um, you know, that might be a decent move for him, considering he could come off the bench uh, for... Come off the bench. Crap, I'm losing my words. Never mind, he doesn't even need to come off the bench. He could play small forward. Uh, have Aaron Holiday... Um, Victor Oladipo, Tyreek Evans, that that's a good starting lineup right there. Um, and then you add Miles Turner on top of that, that's going to be great. Um, and then we have DeMarcus Cousins going to the Golden State Warriors, um, which honestly I predicted pretty much. I thought he was going to one of two teams. He was going to go either to the Boston Celtics or he was going to go to the Golden State Warriors. He wants to be on a team that wins. Um, the fact that he was able, he was mature enough to take a pay cut in order to play. Um, and by by the way, shame on these other teams that are not willing to like offer him a contract. You know, he's one of the best players in this league, and yes, he has occasional problems with morale, and morale is definitely important. Uh, but I think the fact that, like, nobody else decided to offer him a contract, and he was the one who picked up the phone and called the Warriors. It's not like the Warriors were just, um, you know, like, oh, 
Oh, we need Demarcus. Ha, ha, ha. I think it was more of a situation where Demarcus was like, uh, do I just want to be a free agent and sit it out for a while, or do I want to play basketball? And it's obvious that Demarcus really wants to play basketball. Um, the fact that the Pelicans didn't even offer him and uh, didn't even offer him something to stay, especially after Davis wore his jersey, um, you know, it's just hard to believe. Um, we're gonna move on. Julius Randle ended up joining the New Orleans Pelicans, uh, so now it's him and also if Anthony Davis decides to say, um, it would be him, and, uh, you know, I'm not in love with this pick, I don't really, like, I don't really dislike it either, so, you know, it's just gonna be interesting to see, um, Rondo leaving the Pelicans to become Laker, we talked about that, Lance Stevenson opts out of Indiana and brings his talents to L.A., um, I've heard that he's sort of a trifling person to work with, too. I've never seen any of it, um, but, you know, I just haven't, I guess I haven't paid enough attention to Lance Stevenson. Um, now we're going to talk about some of the free agents that I'm really excited to see and where I, I'm hoping they go. Uh, Kawhi Leonard, uh, what places... Is he, should he look at, um, I think Boston is definitely one. It's highly improbable. I'd love to see Kawhi play. However, I'd love to see Kawhi play in a Celtics uniform someday. Um, I don't believe it'll happen. He's expressed interest in Los Angeles. Um, still has a year left on his contract with the San Antonio Spurs. They obviously don't want to trade him to the West, so why not trade him to the East? Um, Boston has a great balance to their team. They have Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Terry Rozier, others. Um, two of their best players were injured during the regular and postseason. If they weren't injured, they probably would have made it all the way to the finals. Um, so I don't see any trades happening for Kawhi because you're just trading more pieces than you need to. Um, the 76ers, the Philadelphia 76ers are another team that I can see happening. Um, J.J. Reddick's coming back to the Sixers and you have talented young players like Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid. Makes perfect sense that Kawhi might want to play for the Philly team considering he's a little bit younger than some of these other guys in the NBA. Um, also the fact that it seems like the atmosphere there is very good. Uh, they have other skill pieces around them including Covington III, Dario Saric, and Wilson Chandler who just got acquired. Um, it's also reasonable, considering the Spurs wouldn't prefer to trade him to the West. It would strengthen their division. Um, uh, it would make it more difficult for them to get a spot in the finals if they traded him to the East. Um, Philly would have to give up some of these valuable players in order to get Kawhi. Maybe they could leverage their new player in Wilson Chandler to sweeten a potential trade deal and make an offer for him. Um, next up, we got the Houston Rockets. Um, despite the Spurs' insistence that they don't want to trade Kawhi to the West, this move wouldn't be hard to see happening, given the logic behind it. Houston is a small market like San Antonio. Uh, Kawhi is a very quiet individual um, competing in the Western Conference Finals, but missing the mark after being beaten by the Golden State Warriors, the Rockets have, 
Rockets have proven that they can be dangerous in the postseason. Um, Chris Paul is reaching retirement age. However, he still has a few years left in the tank. Paul and Harden are a great set of guards, and acquiring Kawhi may convince Capella to, Capella to stay, or if the Rockets want to trade Clint Capella and make McNay their starter at center, it would give them a deep starting five with Chris Paul, James Harden, Kawhi, either Ryan Anderson or P.J. Tucker, and Nene. Not to mention they still have Eric Gordon, Gerald Green coming off the bench, unless, of course, they use this to deal for Kawhi. My final pick for the Portland is the Portland Trailblazers. And honestly, I just want to see this because uh, how great would it be to see Kawhi play alongside uh, Damian Lillard and C.J. McCollum. And then you have Yusuf Nurkic on top of all of that. You have a really solid team. You just need one more piece um, for a solid starting five there. Um, I, I just would really like to see that happen. The Trailblazers are one of my favorite um, lesser-known teams. I am really hoping they get some more players soon because uh, I really want to see what they do. In the future, I think they're really talented um, and they just aren't getting the exposure they need. Um, moving on to Summer League. Um, wait, we're also going to mention some other notice, notable people who haven't been picked up yet. Um, also, Kevin Durant's a free agent this year. Um, not sure about the status of his contract right now. Has he re-signed with the Warriors? I wouldn't be surprised if he did. If he did leave, where would I want him to go? I think he would be great with the Toronto Raptors. Um, I don't see this happening because Toronto is just a very different environment. Uh, he probably wants exposure. Um, Golden State's a good place for that. California, you know, it's just a great area to be in if you're looking to get be the face of something. Um, whereas Toronto, you know, you'll get a little bit of exposure, but you're not going to get a whole lot. I don't know how important that exposure is to Kevin Durant. Um, and he obviously likes to play for winning teams. Uh, maybe he could help Toronto get to um, get to a conference finals run or something. Um, you know that would that would be cool. Um, however, I mean they also have Drake, so that would be cool too. And I think I'm just running on a tangent because I'm very tired. Um, so let's move on to Summer League and then the World Cup update, and then I'm closing the show. Um, my favorite undrafted players this year that got signed, uh, we have Theo Pinson going to the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, also, I got to add in here that I don't have on my paper, Trayvon Duvall to the Houston Rockets. I thought that was very good. I'm surprised he didn't go in the second round. The fact that he didn't go in the second round really surprised me because I thought he was going to be like top of the second round. Ooh, that's who we're picking. Uh, apparently not. Um, Raleigh Alkins to the Toronto Raptors. I thought that was a really good pick. How the heck Raleigh Alkins didn't get drafted, I have no idea. Especially considering people were putting him at the end of the first round on their big boards. Excuse me, that was water. Um, 
got Joel Berry the third to the LA Lakers. Um, I thought that was fantastic. The fact that he is able to play for the Lakers. Um, obviously, I'm a Celtics fan, but at this point in my life, I am happy for like any NBA team. Really, I I want them all to do well. Um, Nuni Omot from Baylor going to the Golden State Warriors. Uh, I thought that was, that was great. I watched his pre-draft workout. I watched his highlights. I thought he was a really solid player. And Golden State, they're just going to have, like, my gosh, their bench is going to be crazy next year. And then finally we got J.P. Makura um, from Xavier going to the Charlotte Hornets. I think if you're looking for shooters, you got a great one in J.P. Makura. Um, he's not going to be starting anytime soon, but he will come off the bench, and I think he'll provide a good, solid backup for you. Um, now we're going to move on to the World Cup update. Um, as for my bracket, I'm not even sure where I'm at right now. I know I'm doing extremely well. Um, as I've predicted a lot of these games, or at least gotten close to what the outcome is going to be with them tying. Um, so I'm going to look at it right here. In the round of 16, we've got uh, Spain and Russia playing one more time. Uh, wait, no, this already happened. Uh, Russia advanced. Why is it not showing the results then? Oh, wait, no, that's because they tied. Okay, so they still have to play one more game. Um, so, let me see. So, Spain and Russia. We had Spain tie Russia on the first. Uh, I had Spain winning. The fact that Russia is still there is surprising to me. You know, I, I want Spain to win, but at the same time I want Russia to win. But I'm going to go with Spain for that one. Um, my boys in Croatia are doing well. They were one of my dark horses for this um, World Cup. And they are facing off, they faced off against Denmark and they tied their game. Um, so that is good. Uh, Brazil beat Mexico. I wasn't really surprised by that. It's a shame that Mexico is out because they were the only other North American team uh, in this tournament. And considering that the U.S. men's national team wasn't in the World Cup this year, um, I was hoping that they would do a little bit better. But Brazil's my favorite um, international team, you know, other other than the U.S., you know, because I have to root for them. They're my home country. Um, and then we got Belgium beating Japan. Belgium's another dark horse that I was like, you guys might not expect it, but they're going to do well. And so far, they have been proving me right. They beat Japan 3-2 on Monday night. Um, Sweden beat Switzerland 1-0. Uh, I am very happy about that because Sweden's another team that I was saying is going to do good that I that I predicted would do good. Maybe not as well as Belgium or Croatia. But I did have them going very far. Um, and then the final match, which 
contained two teams that I was really kind of apathetic about. Don't really care that much. Uh, Colombia and England. I think I had England winning this one. I might have had Colombia. Um, but, yeah. So, they ended up tying. Um, if I had to pick again, I'd go England. Um, and then let's see where the matches go from there. So, quarterfinals, we got Uruguay versus France, uh, or as the Span Spanish-speaking people like to call it, Uruguay. Um, I'm going to go ahead and take France on that one uh, to win the quarterfinal there. And then Brazil versus Belgium. Uh, we're going to have, as much as I hate to say it, um, because Brazil is my favorite team, I'm picking Belgium. Um, Sweden versus England. I think that's going to be a close game. Uh, it's probably going to either result in a tie or I think England's going to win it, unfortunately. I want Sweden to win it, but I think England's going to win. Um, Russia versus Croatia. I'm picking Croatia. You know, there, there is very little chance of stopping that Croatian team this year. I think and that would leave France, Belgium, England, and Croatia in the final four for me. Um, so we'll see how the outcomes go. Uh, it's been a very exciting tournament uh, thus far. I'm very happy for all the teams that have made it so far. Um, I am really happy that Belgium and Croatia are doing well because they... Oh, and Sweden. Um, the fact that they're in the quarterfinals is amazing. Um, I am just surprised at how well I have predicted this match, um, this, this World Cup. Uh, then again, I did a lot of research into it. Um, so that's pretty much going to be it for tonight. Um, I am going to wrap up the show. Also, I just wanted to take this moment to say... Uh, I hope you guys had a wonderful 4th of July. Um, go ahead and if you like the podcast and support what I do, go ahead and subscribe to it. Uh, favorite it on Anchor. Um, and also follow me on all social media. I am on Instagram and Twitter at Flex, capital F-L-E-X, underscore Luther, all caps, L-U-T-H-O-R. 96. Um, I am also um, the official podcast's Twitter and Instagram is at winners, uh, capital W, lowercase i, n, n, e, r, s, circ, capital C, um, lowercase i, r, c, and then pod, capital P, lowercase o, d, on both Instagram and Twitter. Um, I thank you guys for all of those people who have taken the opportunity to listen to this podcast. Um, I really appreciate you all if you've listened all the way up to this point. Um, I am very tired, and I am sorry for the delay in this episode. I will be putting out content sooner in the future. Thank you for your time. I love you guys. Have a good night.